Parry Talks, welcome back. Episode, who knows what, 40-something, I think. It's been a long time, but episodes keep getting cooler and cooler and cooler. The curation, the programming, I think, is at a level it's never been at before. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for getting us here. Last week, we launched the Parry Talks Compilation Volume 1. Go buy that stuff off Bandcamp. It's incredible. Pre-order it. Every cent goes to Aboriginal Legal Service, New South Wales ACT. The goal was $500 raised. As of now, on the first day, we've done just over 300, which is ridiculous. But just keep going. Keep like, let's blow this thing out of the water. Thank you guys already if you've bought it. And you get a couple of banging tunes as well when you buy it. So get that shit. But importantly, today, we have the one... The only uh, an artist that I'm a massive fan of, especially recently with her run over the past six or so months. Just wow, she's in the building. How are you? Hey, hey, man, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on this, man. That's a real cool vibe. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's good because like I haven't had an interstate guest on since who knows since yeah. like Nerve last year. Yeah, yeah. Another Brisbane represent. Um, have you found 2021 so far? How's the energy? Um, Do you feel like it's a new? new beginning or is it more of the same do you feel i mean it's i guess last year sort of felt like such and this year sort of still feels like the same year if that makes any sense um it's been a journey like all of last year was pretty intense but i don't know heaps of really good things have happened to me recently so i'm just trying to stay positive man and do the best i can with what i got you know definitely I feel like when people say, like this year, when people say, oh yeah, that was last year, I immediately go to like June 2019. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, it's just all a blur. Yeah. Um, but bang, straight away, let's just dive straight in. Tropics EP, Medusa Venom, both out now. Have you felt the reception? How's the energy of the first two singles? Are you happy with it? The audience, the reception, or are you surprised by anything? Um, I'm pretty like, because it's so long in between my projects, like when I released my first song to now like i i was really like surprised to see what it's like to release again because i've released in so long like you forget what it's like yeah but yeah no the energy's been really good um i'm just i I, I was really i'm happy with the two songs you know first so it's really cool to put it out and have people hear it and vibe to it so yeah i'm really excited man sitting on the songs for a while was it like was it almost a relief them coming out or was it more just like the excitement just built and built up and well it was pretty wild because some like even venom like i wrote one of the verses on that like in 2017 so like some of these songs i had had for just recorded them over time you know so yeah. it was I'd, and like when after i make something i'll just sit there and listen to it like thousands of times <laughs> you know because i'm just like oh this could be better or i could yeah. do this or maybe i should rewrite this so i've listened to every single song on that project like so many times you know so it was interesting for and then as an artist you get those things like, is it good enough are yeah. you good enough and i was like fuck it no like it only matters it should only matter to me what my music is you know like if i it's good enough you know so it was hard sitting on it for so long but it's interesting to even like with Medusa, I was like, ah, oh, you know, is it too heavy? Like, yeah. But I was like, fuck no, like this song goes hard, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so keen to play that one live as well. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's hard to listen, uh, hard to hold on to it for so long. You know? Is it almost like you need someone just like to take it out of your hands? Like, yeah. Just, like, just 
And yeah, because it's like, don't butcher it. You don't yeah. want to get to a point where sometimes like I'll even sit there and just re-record like this same word like over and over. I was like, this doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, like you could do it as many times. You probably get the take in the first couple of ones yeah. anyway. So yeah, but I'm learning to just like step back now. I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I feel like so many, there's like two types of artists that I've, I speak to so commonly. It's like one type will just be like, it's all just flowing energy. Like if the song's yeah, not yeah. done in the first half an hour, I'm not Move making on. it. Yeah. And then the other type is just like full perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and I feel like for some reason, a lot of the producers that I talk to, like the DJs and stuff are very much like, I'll write this song for like 10 months, like just True. a year of just chipping away and like doing it. But then so many times rappers are just like, maybe they're just they're just too relaxed yeah 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 well i used to be like pretty like perfectionist vibes with my like recording as well and my writing but i don't know in the last couple of months now i'm just like it's good it's good like there's nothing you can yeah do to like you know it doesn't need too much so less is more do you feel like that's more of just like a maturity thing now that you've got better at songwriting you don't have to worry about that stuff or was yeah, it like a I conscious think it's just decision like, it's like confidence thing hey you know what i mean like when you're just like lacking a bit of conf- like i felt like i was lacking a bit of confidence like within myself because i was always just like oh you know it needs to be better it needs to be better but i don't know i feel like i feel a bit more plus when you haven't released in so long you sort of just like feel like you're you're losing it a bit yeah. in a way so it's just getting that confidence back and being like nah this is real good like I'm going to continue with this, you know? Perfect. And on that note, like when you write in that sort of style where you've been writing stuff for a while, you've got songs, old songs, newer songs, when you're writing an EP, when you're writing the Tropics EP, when you started writing for it, did you know I'm writing for this EP that's going to come out later with this sort of sound, with this sort of energy? Or was it more like you got to a point where it's like, hang on, this, this could, could be, be an EP. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like... Because it's pretty weird, like, it's just, like, a collection of songs, really, from 2017 onwards, and I had no idea, like, what I was going to call this project for so many years, because <laughs> it's been, it's been mm. you know, quite a while, so um, I pretty much was just listening to everything I had in my Logic session, and just being like, okay, what can be a collection of songs that could go together, and sound-wise... I don't feel like they sound similar. I think the energy, I think Mm. it's the feeling. Like they all sort of have the same sort of feeling of that, you know, really dark. Like for me, writing this EP was just like a retaliation, you know? Like I felt like this was my retaliation to some of the shit I'd been through, some of the things I'd seen in my life. And yeah, it was at that point in time in my life, I was quite, you know, aggressive and angry and just like... I needed to write this project to get all of that out, you know what I mean? Because I was like walking around with a big chip on my shoulder, like just, yeah. so yeah, that's why like in Medusa, like that's, I wrote that song when I was like pretty, like struggling a bit financially, you know, and I was just like trying to do youth work, trying to do music, like I guess like all creatives trying yeah. to do a million things at once but, and trying to survive. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll dive way more into that. But just like from, you started saying, um, oh my God, what was I going to say? Started talking about, um, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. It's classic parry. Classic <laughs> afternoon parry. So you got to get me in the mornings. Um, but yeah, I think, do you feel like having 
that sort of energy, that chip on your shoulder, that anger almost made it easier to write or did it take you a while to figure out all writing was sort of the thing that could be therapeutic for me and could sort of help out? Or was it immediately like, I've got all this energy pent up, I need to write music yeah. about it? Yeah, it was just like, I got all this, I, was sp- I would spend hours in my share house that I lived in and just spent hours in this little room I had this old Queenslander it was like real hot in there like I was just sweating you know? yeah I know <laughs> just like and yeah I would just write these songs where at the time I was feeling like quite you know felt like agitated in ways I guess would be the word and yeah just wrote these songs and it just it was huge it was wild Perfect. Oh, this is what I was going to say I feel like it's a big trend now Especially in hip hop and rap, but not like trend in a negative way. Trend in a pot, like in like a mumbo, none of that. Yeah. I mean, like trend where artists have the ability to really diversify the sound of their projects, where they can go to all different corners because voices are becoming so much more prevalent. Prevalent, like in just like an artist can do like a trap record, then do like a Brockhampton like chirpy so, record. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it makes so much sense now that it's coming through Australia as well and like it makes a lot of sense with your voice and how strong it is yeah yeah with like it crossing different sounds and genres and that sort of thing the first single Venom makes so much sense to me it's you know braggadocious in your face it's hardcore it's like the easiest way to put it it's just a statement um was that the goal you know to open the EP rollout with just a big statement leave everything on the line and just really just make an impact yeah, well, I think with, like, Venom as well, like, it's not really a song you dance to at all. Or, like, I feel like it's a personal song. Yeah, like, you know, to think Imagine of. listening to it on a bus or on a train or, you know, while you sort of got your own time listening to it. But, yeah, for me, like, I remember when I wrote the, like, I'm Venomous or more, like, that first line, <laughs> I was just like, fuck yeah, like, yeah. This, this is dope, you know? And then adding the chorus to it. It just became a real strong and like thick, like it was a real thick song. So I, I, we sort of, I wanted to release Medusa first because I was like, yeah, you know, I hold on to it for so long. But I was like, nah, maybe it'd be cool to put Venom first, like more so, more so of a bars sort of vibe and more of a sway instead of a, yeah, like you can't really dance to it either. It's like, yeah. it's just like it's head bob. The exact, you know? just yeah. face, like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, I feel that as well, and I. I always love where, like, when an artist, like, the first single or, like, the first hint of them coming back is, like, something super aggressive in your face. Like, I think of, like, Kendrick with, like, the heart part four yeah, before yeah. Dan, and I'm like, oh, that is so hard. Just comes out, gets calls out everybody. It's and it, every yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> like, next Friday. I don't even know. I don't even remember the bar, but it was just, yeah, like, yeah. so I got that vibe as well from it, too. Yeah. Um, big time. Um, when writing Venom, like having that chip on your shoulder obviously is a big part of that but and was that did that come from a place of you being down on confidence and needing to like big yourself up and mm. you know gas yourself up or was it just like you were just in your own head that day you were just like I'm the best mm. I think writing Venom too like you know like going back to saying like the retaliation as well it's like how I was getting treated by some people in the music industry you know and I think when you're constantly spoken down to and minimised like you lose your confidence in mm. whether that's in the music industry or just the workplace in general you yeah. know so like you do lose your confidence and you do like question yourself when that starts happening so 
Venom for me, like writing that, like gave that all back. It showed it's like, oh no, actually I do have power. Like sort of taking back your power. Yeah. It's like no, I do have power. Like I am confident. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Did you because it sort of does attack at like the industry power and the industry, you know, system. Was there ever a question, like an internal question of being like, shit, should I say this? Should I be overly confident? Because I feel like so many people can bottle in, like female rappers especially, into being like But the industry, I guess it's like, the industry is like that, you know what I mean? So like, if if we bottle it in, will anything change, you know? So I think that, but you do have that thought like which is sad some people get thought like oh am i allowed to talk about this or can i talk about this you know what i mean and i'm sure many and i know many other women have felt some of the things that i have felt or experienced some of the things i have experienced um you know even people in general in the music industry you know it can be really toxic and really especially when you work in it and you can get overworked as well so for me i was just like yeah like this is how I feel. Like if yeah. I can't say this, or if we can't say this, then like I feel like that proves the point even more. You know? It does. Yeah, Facts. yeah. And I feel like Austra- like we can just dive into Australian culture here as well, like tall poppy syndrome, and yeah. like people are so afraid to be confident in themselves. I feel, and it, it's taken like until the past couple of years for Australian rappers to to like come out and be like, no, I'm the best. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a it's a, it's a positive, friendly sort of competition where one person saying I'm the best, and it's like no. I'm the best, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I feel like Venom almost like it, it, it stands up to that of being like a testament to like a new wave, a new guard, yeah. And it's like just like flagging that, so it's super cool. And I feel like yeah, the competition, and you see it in America, like in American sports as well, in sports culture, like if you're not humble and you're famous and you're Australian, you get shafted. Yeah, a hundred percent, and like. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like with Venom too, I was just like going and tapping into this real dark vibe as well, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Nick Kyrgios. Prime example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick Kyrgios. Imagine if Nick Kyrgios made music. Yeah. He'd be... He should walk out. To, oh, I guess you can't walk out in tennis, can you? Do they train. walk out to music in tennis? I don't know. They should. He should <laughs> walk out to hard. Venom. <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Um... We're just diving into unpacking Venom like no tomorrow. Um, the artwork and the music video. One of my, my, the main thing that caught my eye about Venom actually, um, that throne. Yeah, it was pretty. Cool. And I got big Game of Thrones energy from it. Yeah. I don't know if you were channeling Game of Thrones or you're thinking about Game of Thrones when you're doing it. But I think just such a nice ode to your heritage as well, with like the the palms in yeah. the back. Yeah. And like it's so fresh. Just talk about making that music video. It was a big like. I think it's funny the juxtaposition between the bars are so much like, you know, like I'm the snake, but then the music video and all the direction of it, there's like, oh, it's your community. Obviously all the girls in the music video as well. Yeah, yeah. So just like talk through making that music video and just the process of it. Yeah, that video was uh, such, so beautiful to me. Like everyone came together. We had people coming around. Like, Do you want need food? Do you want to get like, should I cook something? You know what I mean? Like everyone came together for that video and we did the palm that was my partner's idea with the palms as well which was dope and the throne too the directors yeah. were like let's game of thrones that was sort of a vibe and i was like let's get a peacock throne yeah you know because i was like that's a woven chair would just fit so nicely yeah. up against that wall 
so yeah it was like i was glue gun because you know our budgets we were just glue gunning yeah. cowrie <laughs> shells to sunglasses you know what i mean yeah. like and just made i think i wore like my housemates clothes in some of that, <laughs> yeah. in that so it was sort of just like yeah doing what cooking was like whatever ingredients we had you know what i mean and making a meal from it so it was really dope everyone yeah just came, got involved in it it was a whole community effort even one of the girls was like pregnant that night like just like told us all that she was like pregnant that oh, night yeah, as well yeah. which was really dope i was like whoa i was like your baby's gonna see this video like yeah and, and you're fully in the belly there like <laughs> wow this is filming this is wild so yeah <laughs> baby turns out a fucking badass yeah like, guaranteed yeah and even the fighters are they're professional yeah like mma fighters as well so they came through and they were like rehearsing they were actually like almost hitting each other like it was crazy because i was like please Sorry, yeah i was like you know don't like just you know don't really fight and fight <laughs> but then they were like going hard they, they, yeah they were great everyone yeah it was phenomenal um i want to segue here twice do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay, good. We don't have to go there. <laughs> I've never had a Game of Thrones conversation on Parry Talks yet. Oh, true. And I'm glad. I was, I'm glad. <laughs> um, and then the sports thing. We've already sort of talked about... Sort of talked about it in a light-hearted way, but I see so much overlap with sports and music. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe sports and hip-hop more because it's a bit more personality-filled. Um, it's the opera, space you operate in. Do you feel that as well for some reason? I don't know. I feel like the Venn diagram. Yeah, for real, though. I feel like the sport industry and the music industry are similar in ways. You know, there's still like fans going to see someone perform, really. It's entertainment. Um, yeah, it's pretty much entertainment. <laughs> like, it's it's so similar, especially in hip hop too. I guess in maybe not just hip hop as a genre, but everyone's sort of performing. Like everyone's trying to win, you know. Yeah. And it's like people put each other against each other you know what i mean like they're everyone's an opponent to each other so i guess it feels very much like sport or like a fight or like boxing or yeah. like you know like i guess teams are like labels labels you know <laughs> so i'm just like <laughs> going deep into the whole imagine there was there's like there's music a copa which is like a like a music industry um like futsal competition yeah in sydney imagine there was like a fight night yeah. Like U- UMG, Sony, fight night. Yeah, like all the artists <laughs> fight each other. I no, be- I, 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 oh. I don't want the artists to fight. Oh. All artists are friendly. <laughs> I want, I want the, the label heads. To I want the label heads. Other. Oh, we'll do label heads against yeah. each other. Publicists versus editors. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd so be sick. Hard. That'd be wild. And have all the... Yeah. No, and then... <laughs> well, they do it in rugby league and they, make, they raise heaps of money for charity. Oh, true. So... We could, we could, you could start this. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Imagine like artists versus managers, like all this unpent trauma oh. that artists go through. Just like here we go. Yeah, it would get unleashed. <laughs> Music. <laughs> no more of that. Um. As well, the thing about Venom that I noticed as well is there's similar energy to that in Savage. I feel like a little bit, which came out so many years before. Um, as well. Do you feel like you've said, like, the Venom statement, you've had pent up for a long time and now you finally be able to say it in a really strong way? Because, mm. like, you get those undertones in some of your early work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, even with Savage, like, I originally just made that song to, like, 
play at pre-drinks with my yeah. friends you know what I mean like I was gonna just put on like SoundCloud so it was pretty wild how it eventually just happened and got to work with Golden Arrow through it and it, it, it got out but that was sort of the vibe plus I was re- like really inspired at that time by like all the women I was around I was around like really powerful staunch women and I was just like that confidence in that it's like really beautiful to see how they move through the world you know what yeah. I mean and that's how I wrote Savage so I think with Venom there's still some of those hints in there but I think it's it's more so angry <laughs> Savage <laughs> yeah. felt a bit like you could potentially dance to that one yeah. Savage was, is humorous as well it's like <laughs> yeah. hilarious like yeah. this, whereas Venom's like shirt fronting you Savage is the per- like the the um the Joker at the back of class, like yeah. throwing paper. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> um, big time. And back on the Venom video, but a much broader question as well. Um, even though there is, and we spoke about that, you know, confidence, self-absorbed energy on the song, the music video does show a lot about your community and the people around you. And a lot of the music video is obviously about the people around you. So how much of your success as an artist do you measure as your community impact or the impact you have on people listening? Mm. I think like I always wanted to be able to work with my community like the whole way through doing music you know so it's like very important for me because and for everyone because not everyone gets chosen you know what I mean there's limited spots and that's really fuck like it's really unfair in ways so I always try to work with people from my community in music or in the videos or wherever I can dancing we just shot a video here actually in Sydney and we're working with House of Slay which is the Vogue house here in Sydney Mm. and you know there's I think when you work with your community whether it be in Sydney or Brisbane or Gold Coast like it's, it's just like a family vibe, you know what I mean? And, like, no one can touch you. You're untouchable when you've got your people around you. And especially in a place like the music industry. So, yeah, I think it is, like, success. I feel, like, right now, success. Like, I have done lots of things that I wanted to do when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Like, even having this conversation with you, and this has been my job. Like, I feel, yeah. like you know really grateful like this is success you know it'd be being able to pay everyone of like f- people from my community for coming on the video and stuff that's yeah. success you know like yeah these opportunities flying out here to sydney and working with house of slay you know even some of the young ones when they came through to the set they're just like you know they brought us a bottle of champagne after <laughs> and they're, they're just like what yeah. you know like so you got, I, you got to, I try to remember that all the time, like the first time I got a ride or, or the first time I got free food. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, like this is the fucking best, you yeah. know? So yeah, I always try to remember those times to sort of humble me back out yeah, whenever I'll, my head's getting too big. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It, it, yeah, because it is such a big humbler. It's yeah. Because like, it just reminds you why you do something for, especially like, especially so many people in creative pursuits are so... Because it's such a selfish thing, I think. Like, yeah. whether making music is a selfish, like, as in the process of, like, I'm going to write and uh, I'm going to sit down in a room and write about myself for three months and then release it for everyone yeah. to look at. I think that, and even like me, it's like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to work for myself. And, like, I think it's super selfish sometimes. So, being able, like, re engaging with the community, I think is such a, like, an empowering thing. 
just to humble yourself and just like as a reminder to be like this is why i do this yeah it also makes it way more enjoyable you know what i mean like because it's a lonely thing as well yeah and also some of the things that your community may recognize within your music you know yeah. maybe touching on points within the music that people can identify with which i think is like representation it's very very important but yeah working with you know your community and your people on these projects makes it like it's like we did it you know yeah. i always say that like we did it like we as a team there's many people that you know have helped me out so much like i wouldn't be here without them yeah you know in terms of even just creating the vibes like people who have great energy around or people that you know have really pushed for me and pushed like done so much hard work so yeah it's rewarding definitely. yeah number one thing medusa was the initial like and like just the bars it's very upbeat it's very like let's get this money exactly right um was it always when you wrote it did the lyrics come first or did the beat come first i'm sort of curious because it is such a, like a club record i just feel like that song should be played in the club yeah yeah i sort of i heard the instrumental first and i hit up the producer and i got the stems off him and then i sent it I recorded I think I recorded the chorus first on, on this old instrumental of it and mm. it was more clubbier less like there wasn't as much 808 in that version yeah. so it was just more um, it was way more simple yeah just mainly those stabs and I wrote the hook to it and I was like oh I had a lot of roadblocks with this song too I was like, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm always Design. just like trying yeah. to follow my gut. Yeah. And like, I was like, why is this not happening for me? But I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm not in a good place right now, you know? So, but it eventually all happened at the start of 2020. Or maybe the end? Wait, 2019. It <laughs> it's all like a blur. <laughs> it is all a blur. But um, I got Paper Toy to come and do some co-production on it because I was like, I can't let this song go. I was like, mm. I feel like I will be so mad at myself if I let this song go. So I was like, can you please, um, let's just use the original horn stabs and some of the hi-hats and some of the other things, but can you make it sound more fat, like more <laughs> 808s? Exactly, yeah. And just really like hit when the chorus, because I tried to do the phrasing of the take money to the phrasing of the horns yeah. so it's like right onto it and it's the same timing as that and yeah I was like listening to that was almost a song I almost butchered <laughs> always like, comes close <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like oh like is this is this chorus like too much like you know all the lyrics changed so many times they got to a point where i was recording the vocals and i was like just making lyrics up as in my head as i go on like taking yeah. things out and I, yeah <laughs> it's almost like the closer you get to butchering the song the more special it is yeah it's like it's, it's, you can get really close to butchering it and not butcher it Listen, and then put it out it's like that's the 100%, song yeah. <laughs> i was listening to it on my iphone speaker the car speaker like my partner's car speaker my roommate's car yeah. i was trying to listen to it on like every sort of speaker device to, you know to try and get yeah. the vibes and be like oh. and I was like yeah this hits big time one thing I sort of want to ask is spoken about the two singles and now EP's coming out it feels like it's been a long time coming for the first EP for like the big EP do you feel like the main objective with this is just like and I sort of got that vibe from the singles is like just to make the stance this is the Jesuar sound this is what Jesuar is all about 
sort of vibe? Is that the sort of impact you want to make with the EP? Yeah, definitely. You know, like it's been, like I said, a, a while. It's nice to sort of show people a little package and like, yeah. you know, get more like, you, you know, there's six songs now. I'm just like, ah, can't wait to release the next one yeah. after this because it's just like, I'm at that point where I just want to like throw all the music out now, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm excited for people to hear it. Like, like I was saying before, like instrumental wise, it's all, I feel like it's all about feeling. There's some songs on there where the BPM is like 68 BPM. Yeah. It's like fully half time. So there's songs on there that are 150 BPM. So it's all about the feeling for me, you know, it's like that dark tropics sort of wanted to create my own universe, you know? beautiful and what are you most excited for people to hear do you think from the ep that they haven't heard yet i've got this song in there called xxl and it's like it's xxl it's big yeah it's, I mean? it's, it's <laughs> i'm telling you it's big yeah. so i was like why did you call it that and i was like because it's big and they're like oh <laughs> so it left out it makes sense but um, this, I, I wrote this one actually in lockdown and I was like, just got it engineered, mixed and mastered real quick because I recorded all the vocals in my little room in my house. And um, it, I was just going to put it as like a bar video, like on yeah. social media, you know, like a minute one during lockdown, Content. everyone was doing that. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, these bars are like wild yeah. like i've got to save this i was gonna say, like i've got a cool idea i sort of like the idea i've read a lot of choruses a lot of pre-choruses and i was like i sort of like the idea of going out of that mold and maybe creating something that's just like bars there's like you there's, you, there's only like maybe 10 breaths in the whole two minutes yeah. or something you know what i mean and then there's just a, a repeated line of a different phrasing and then fucking up the phrasing and wrapping in triplets and half time and then just like switching it back and forth yeah. so it's like you're on this wave and you're just riding it like as the listener yeah you know so and we did it and that song is xxl so yeah i'm really keen that's we just saw that video um epic yeah so i can't wait to put it out i can't wait for people to hear that one beautiful and last sort of question on the ep itself we're talking about the ep for like 35 minutes <laughs> um what do you think you learned most about yourself either as an artist or as a person throughout riding tropics I feel like through that whole journey, like I learned self-love, I guess, through that. That's, and also like, what is my identity outside of music? Yeah. You know, cause I think in lockdown when that all happened, I was like, what is, what else do I like? You know, and cause you can, you can like other things and you can have an identity yeah. outside of just like furiously writing music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so the biggest thing, this project has actually been like super healing for me, you know, like, I learned so much about self-love and how to look after myself and, you know, how to take care and also being like, yeah, you know, there's been some hard struggles, but at the end of the day, like, I think how I think of myself is the most important thing than what anyone else could ever think. Beautiful. Perfect. Um, I just want to sort of close, like, the serious part of this conversation off talking about your music workshops yeah i don't know much about them so i just want you to talk about them tell me what it is what yeah. you do what the workshops are yeah how so they work I, I started doing youth work when i just volunteered at the youth center that i was going to as a kid mm. you know i was mad the youth center i used to go to you get like free food like they pick you up they take you like on like fishing trips and stuff you know what i mean like it, it really helped me like 
and there, I used to do music workshops too. Like I've, when I was in a pretty bad part of my life, you know, it helped me out a lot. So that's how I got into doing that work. I just volunteered mm. first, like come around, like hang out with young people and just talk. That's really what I, all I was doing. And then I started doing music workshops within that, which was really great because all of the young people I worked with reminded me of exactly myself, you know what I mean? And like at school, the teachers can be like, these kids are bad or like, you know, yeah. they're naughty kids, but they're actually not. Like they're really respectable, beautiful young people. There's just, no one gives them, no one listens to yeah. them and just shuts them down straight away. And of course, if you're getting shut down every single day, like you, it's gonna make you angry, you know what I mean? So we pretty much just jam out. Like nice. I have a set up like this, microphone, just recording, writing, playing guitar, just seeing whatever we can make. and the sessions that we do so yeah I was doing that at the YMCA so I was like a little subject yeah. maddest although all the teachers thought I was one of the students <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's probably bad. because yeah they just respected you the kids respected you so like, yeah yeah youth work's so important and powerful I think um I used to raise money for PCYC yeah just because that's that's just how I came up because there was like a PCYC near our house and we used to go there and like play basketball and like it was such a massive thing for me i think growing up just having leaders around um yeah it's beautiful i love all that stuff yeah it's very important though as well i think to especially like you you know being a strong strong man as well i think that's important for young men to see that yeah and like you being creative too i think young people definitely need to see um other young people that are successful and doing jobs that are maybe outside of a nine to five yeah you know because that shit is inspiring you'd have to be like super mega famous to be successful yeah you know sustainable yeah big time do you feel like that sort of youth work and did you find sort of music through youth through that those music session classes and stuff at your youth center earlier on or was music just always a part of like the jazz or Music was something that I always sort of did. Like, I would just pick up instruments. I had no idea how to play them or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, you know, tap away. Still me to this day. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, I was really intrigued by it. Hey, like, and I was, like, video hits. So I would wake up, like, every morning and watch that. Yeah. Just, like, sit and watch videos. Like, I was just, it was my life. And my older brother and my stepbrother, like, would just always listen to hip-hop and rap all the time, you know, when I was little. So I was like, what is like, what is this? I was surrounded by it, you know what I mean? Every Saturday at our house, it's like cleaning. Every yeah. weekend, we just cleaned. So yeah, I trust me. Like Bob Marley, you know what I mean? Like, music was a big part of yeah. my life, you know? So, yeah. And then I was pretty shy to even start it. I was like, how do I start this, you know? Like, how do I get into it? How do I learn? And then I just went on YouTube, hey, like... I just taught myself how to play things like used, used my ear like taught myself how to play piano and guitar so got some people to show me like a few chords here and there and then just sort of worked my way the rest is history yeah I, I saw I always see all these memes of like um, people post to me like like when you're an immigrant and you hear music on early in the morning like you wake up to music on Saturday morning like yeah. you know it's a big, gonna be a big <laughs> yeah. day like that's like when you know like cleaning day hey, <laughs> I used to hate that I was like oh the weekends are so like it's tip runs like it's cleaning it's mowing the lawns <laughs> no my my the one i hated the most is my dad used to make me get up really early and get the paper from the guy doing the paper on yeah, yeah. at like 6 30 in the morning yeah. it's like that's just the worst i was like this little boy like 
giving this like <laughs> random guy change like anything could have happened yeah yeah oh, that was the worst <laughs> but yeah the cleaning days oh i'm glad you were late and i was like why can't we just also like clean a little bit every single day <laughs> logic just like, sometimes and do not something down, nice but... on the weekends you know what i mean but yeah yeah those cleaning days brutal <laughs> <laughs> lovely we've got like 10 minutes yeah no and the last 10 minutes of every episode, the number one thing that we do and that we can conversate every guest, because I've got guests on from all corners of the music world. Yeah. The one thing we all relate on and we all love is food. Yeah. And I'm I sure that food. you like food yes. as well. And you eat it I, every now and then. I eat food all the time and I love food. I love to cook. I love Oh, you're food. a cooker? Yeah, I love to cook. I only just, like, before I used to cook to survive. Yes. Like, I only like eat things to like fill my stomach you know what I mean like but then I was like nah I want to be one of those people that can just like go in the cupboard when there's nothing there and make a meal out of it you know what I mean and make it tasty as well yeah, like that's rare. I think the flavors like if you know flavors it feels like it's like painting almost like mixing colors but if you know flavors and spices is it a science or it's like, like if it, it's like a cheat code or it's like if you just know the flavors you can just make anything and it'll taste yeah good. i feel like it is like i have so many spices at home too so i'm always just like <laughs> throwing everything in you know what i mean making it tasty but i've been following recipes lately i'm like it's actually like pretty it's pretty like if you can just follow it but sometimes i get like oh no i'm over it like I just throw done it all yeah <laughs> yeah i saw this one i made this one recipe me and my partner we did like it's like going viral right now on TikTok or something. Like you bake oh. feta and then with like cherry tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. And then you boil pasta as well. Yeah. And then you like pull out the feta and the cherry tomatoes and you just strip the feta and like you just make it crumble. Yeah, and then you yeah. eat it with the pasta. Oh my goodness. Delicious. But I the question those tacos. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the ones the you, dippy ones? Yeah. Oh, they look so good. <laughs> um, I feel like the question I wanted to ask and like you're a great cook or whatever. No one, we don't care. The audience doesn't care. We want to know what your favorite fast food spot is. Because um, everyone has their soft spot, I feel like. And I'm talking like big chains. Yeah, yeah. Like, like as in terms of like KFC. Macca's, McDonald's. KFC, all right, all Domino's, right. whatever. This is hard because like when I do eat McDonald's, I'm just like staring at the menu for ages trying to figure out like... Because it all tastes the same to me. Yeah, like... I'm just like I always just get Big Mac sauce like on the side, you know what I mean? A must. Like, yeah, or even put it on like a different burger. But I would probably have to say like Ultimate Box from KFC. Like it has to be KFC. <laughs> I love when we get correct answers on Paris. Yeah, yeah. That's the only question I ask where there is a correct answer, and you got it right. Yeah. Ultimate Box over Zinger Box though. That's good. That's well, rare. yeah. It's, it, now they have so many different types of boxes, like five star box. There's like one where you can get like so much food in it, like for one person. There's like you get a little like wrap or something in there, a little bun, chicken, oh, sorry, chips. Yeah. Yeah. And to be a bit more wholesome, because we hate big corporations on Parry Talks. What's like in your area? You're at home. What's like a good takeaway spot? A good like cheap dining oh, yeah. restaurant that's just like the go that needs a shout out yeah nice i just actually moved down out of mianjin out of the city there in brisbane and i moved down to the gold coast nice. just i moved down to corumbin and there's this like really nice fish and chip shop like just at the end of my street nice and it's oh it's actually pretty good do you know when you get like calamari that's like the worst yeah it's, it's like an elastic band yeah this is like fresh 
okay. delicious fish. Oh, the chips are good. Okay, I got like a pineapple fritter. Mm. Mm. Oh, I made my own salad as well. Went down to the beach, got myself some fish, some chips, calamari salad. Oh, I had a beer. Come oh. on. <laughs> you sold the dream. It's like, why am I into it? Um, and final question. I ask everyone this one as well. Um, who do you think, and they can be from anywhere over the country, who do you think needs a Parry Talks interview? Who needs their story told? Who deserves this platform as well? Um, I reckon potentially Kobe Spice, who's a rapper that I worked with um, out of Melbourne. She's really amazing. Sick. Yeah. You, I, I'm trying to think of more people. I'm just like... That's a, that's a <laughs> correct answer again. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. no, she's really cool. She's a she's a young one too and, you know, coming up and I always try to like... Yeah, it's like, do you know when you try to like... Like you always want to be like, oh, you should do this, you should yeah. do that. Like try to link people up yeah. as well. I think that's important because that's how I got heaps of my work as well. Definitely. People like helped me out and linked me up that way, you know, so... Yeah, thanks for having me on here too. Dude, man. anytime, Parry Talks. This is cool. Next like time, this. next time, Jess is in Sydney and she plays a show, and you find me at the show and you say, Oh, I listened to the Parry Talks interview, I'll get you a drink. Yeah. Next Jess Wise in Sydney. Nice. But no, thank you for coming on. It's an honor. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Woo. You. <laughs>